Stay tuned for another sports presentation on the worldwide leader of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. It's time for Herd Roundup, your weekly look back at Thundering Herd Athletics. And now this week's edition of Herd Roundup. Hello and welcome to Herd Roundup, the only show on the air that recaps the week that was in Marshall Athletics. I'm Ben Westfall. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Ahead on this edition of Herd Roundup, we will update you on men's and women's soccer, swimming and diving, cross country, women's and men's basketball, and the rest of Marshall's Olympic sports. But first on this edition, last Saturday, Marshall football dropped a 34-6 contest in Conway, South Carolina against Coastal Carolina in front of a record crowd of 21,324 fans at Brooks Stadium. Marshall fell to a 4-4 overall record and 1-3 in Sunbow Conference play after the loss. The last time the Thunder Herds stepped on a teal turf in Conway, it resulted in a victory over UConn in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Coastal Carolina had an early lead that would not be contested, as Marshall turned the ball over four times, which certainly contributed to the loss. Marshall kicker Reese Verhoff connected on two field goals of 23 and 44 yards to provide the only points on the evening for the Thundering Herd. One of Verhoff's field goals came after a recovered punt fumble by linebacker Landon Watson, which was the first fumble recovery in his time at Marshall. Marshall's special teams also got a boost from Isaiah Gibson, who blocked a Coastal Carolina field goal in the second half. And punter John McConnell, who averaged 41.3 yards on his three punts, with all landing inside the 20. Marshall quarterback Cam Fancher finished the game 11 of 22 for 125 yards with two interceptions. Freshman quarterback Cole Pennington also came in during the second half and finished 12 of 23 for 77 yards and two interceptions. Rasheen Ali returned to action after missing last week's game and finished with 52 yards on the ground. Wide receiver Demarcus Harris was the herd's leading receiver with five catches of 61 yards. Coastal Carolina looked to Cade Hensley as he capped the opening drive with a 36-yard field goal just under the 11-minute mark in the first quarter. After Marshall missed a field goal on its first possession, Coastal Carolina found the end zone as Jared Brown took a short pass and raced down the Chanticleer sideline for a 30-yard score to put CCU up 10-0, with 6 minutes and 18 seconds left in the first quarter. Marshall will continue its away game stretch at 6 p.m. tomorrow against the App State Mountaineers in Boone, North Carolina. On Saturday, October 28th, the Marshall Thundering Herd cross-country team competed in the Sunbelt Conference Championships in Foley, Alabama. FM88 Sports Ben Anderson has the recap. On October 28th, the Marshall Thundering Herd Cross Country team made history at the Sunbelt Conference Championships in Foley, Alabama, with the women's team competing in the 5K and the men's team competing in the 8K. The women's team would finish third, marking the highest finish for the women's program at a conference championship since 1989, when Marshall was a member of the Southern Conference. Leading the way was two all-conference runners, with Abby Herring finishing second and Kylie Maston finishing tenth. The second-place finish for Abby Herring made her only just the second female runner in program history to be a four-time all-conference runner joining Tina Maynard. Herring says that being a four-time conference runner is an accomplishment she will always be proud of. It was super cool. I think that coming into college I would have never expected that. My PRs have gone down tremendously. My placing has gone up, so I think being able to walk away with four all-conference finishes is really cool. Cross-country head coach Caleb Bowen says that watching Herring made history for the program is a moment he would cherish throughout his coaching career. Oh, it's special. I mean, when we brought her in, she was a 
520 miler, 524 miler actually. She was mainly like our number four or five girl on the team, but she's just worked her butt off and has you know really become one of the greatest, I would say even athletes, not just runners in the martial history. I mean, getting runner up in the Sun Belt is just amazing. And then her whole career has been great. A four time all conference runner, like that's huge. We haven't had that many men do that. Even like Matthew Schiffbauer who qualified for nationals. I think he was only a four time all conference runner. So great things to be expected of her. I think she's done well, but I think she's got even more stuff planned ahead. Leading the way for the men's team to a sixth place finish was graduate student Evan White, finishing seventh in the 8K. White says that he is proud of the men's team's ability to battle through the adversity. I'm really happy with my performance that we had to the Sun Belt. The race went out nice and slow. It was extremely hot out. Really can't control the heat, but we haven't been training in it. But went out there said, hey, we're all running in the same condition, so might as well go for it. Went out sat right around with Big Pack, like what me and Coach Bowen talked about, sitting right there with those guys, see what I could do. Basically just held on with those guys and basically made a couple passes right at the end and I'll finish at seventh. I'm real happy with my performance. Coach Bowen says that the goal for the NCAA Mid-Atlantic Regionals is for the teams to strike early and be strong throughout the entire race. Just learning how to run in a pack, a big pack, and just moving up the field. On the men's side, they're running 10K. You know, it's a big jump from the 8K that they've been running, so just being able to adapt to that, it's going to be huge. For women, you know, they're running 6K, which we've run, you know, at Texas A&M. They're prepared for it. But yeah, I hope they just compete well and get up in the front as long as they can and just compete. On November 10th, the Marshall Thundering Herd cross-country team will travel to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania for the NCAA Mid-Atlantic Regionals to compete for a spot at the NCAA National Championships. For FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Ann. Thanks, Ben. The Marshall Thunding Herd cross-country team now aim to qualify for a chance at the NCAA National Championships at the Mid-Atlantic Regional on November 11th. We're going to step aside for a quick break, and when we come back, we'll update you on men's soccer, basketball, and more Marshall Olympic sports. You're looking for Roundup. You two must be proud of Johnny. Oh, we sure are. Yeah, he's a great kid. So he's got a job at the dealership, right? No, no. Yes, he did. Oh, right. The dealership. You know, he just started uh, there. Actually, it's been about six weeks. <laughs> Has it been that long? And he graduates next year, right? Oh, no, no. He's still... Yes, he does, Tom. Sure, Johnny graduates next year. I thought you were talking about... Who, Tom? Need to get closer to your family? So, Larry, let's talk about your kids. Give your family everything. Give them your time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay, now you're just gonna feel a little stick. Before you get an IV or injection, ask your healthcare provider if they've heard of the one and only campaign to promote safe injection practices. Reuse of needles and syringes has exposed thousands of people to hepatitis C virus and other serious infections. Don't be embarrassed to ask a question that could protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to oneandonlycampaign.org. Do it today. Our daughter might be drinking or taking something else. We can't talk with her about it. She keeps everything secret. But when I pretend everything is okay, I'm keeping secrets too. My therapist suggested Alan on family groups. It was helpful to hear what other parents said. Are you troubled by someone's drinking? You might be surprised at what you could learn in an Alan on family group from people just like you. Call 1-888-4-ALANON or visit alanonfamilygroups.org. 
This is your Weedmeister 2000 string trimmer, cranking up to chow down on the crabgrass growing out of your driveway. This is the little chunks of rock and dirt flying everywhere like shrapnel, hitting your ankles, and sooner or later, hitting your eye. This is you calling yourself every name in the book for not wearing eye protection when working with a lawn tool. Any lawn tool. And this is a message about safety from the American Optometric Association. This is Marshall men's basketball all-time leading scorer, John Elmore. Driving in. And there it is. He's now the all-time leading scorer. And you're listening to the worldwide leader in Marshall University athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only show that recaps the week that was in Marshall Athletics. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Ben Westfall. Marshall men's basketball is back in the swing of things. They picked up two wins in a pair of fans' first games. The first win came over the U-Pike Bears with a final score of 101-69. to The Herd put up 70 points in the second half against the Bears, shooting 8 for 13 from the three-point line and making 26 of the 37 shots attempted in the second half. Camden Kerfman led the herd in scoring against the Bears with 24 points, 19 coming in the second half. Kevon Voyles put up 20 points of his own, and White Fricks and the Texas State transfer Nate Martin nearly ended the night with a double-double with 10 points and 9 rebounds. On Wednesday night, Marshall took on Lee McRae in the second and final fans' first game before the season officially begins. The herd came away with victory, winning 103-85 to after being up by just two points at the end of the first half. White Fricks put up a double-double with a game-high 22 points and 10 rebounds. Fricks made eight of his nine attempts in the victory. Kevon Voiles followed with 21 points while dishing out six assists in the contest. With 13 points on a 50% shooting night, Camden Kerfman rounded out a trio of hurt players. Jacob Connor fell. Jacob Connor fell a point and a rebound short of a double-double finishing with 9-9. Nine and nine. The Thunning Herd made 41 of its 69 attempts from the field, making 62% of its shots in the second half. Marshall also had 28 assists while committing just 14 turnovers. The first official home game for the Herd will be against Queens. Luke Hamilton and Ben Cower will be on the call. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30 and the game starts at 7. Marshall women's basketball also hosted a fans' first game at the Cam Henderson Center this past Sunday, and despite dropping 127 points on the offensive side of the ball, the team is not fully satisfied in the days following the exhibition win. FM88 Sports' Jonathan Edwards has the latest. Several days have passed since Marshall women's basketball took the court of the Cam Henderson Center in front of fans for the first time this season, where the Thundering Herd scored in triple digits and walked away with a 127-76 victory over the U-Pike Bears. With multiple practices now in the rearview mirror since the fans' first outing, members of the team have discovered its strengths and weaknesses, both personally and as a unit. Marshall's senior point guard Abby Beeman racked up a double-double in the exhibition game on Sunday night with 15 points, 5 rebounds, and 10 assists. I think not too bad. Definitely try to get my teammates involved and then take advantage of the opportunities I got offensively and defensively. So I think to start the season out that way, I can't be too mad about it. So there's always things to improve on, but I'm happy with the start. Despite there being an exhibition game this past Sunday, head coach Kim Caldwell is still drilling her squad in practice as if there has been no live game action and the players can feel it. You know, we're kind of in the dog days of basketball season. They're ready to play. They're tired of going against each other. Where we have a window where we don't have a game, it's been a little bit rough. But I think hopefully by next week, once there's a light at the end of the practice tunnel for them, I think we'll, we'll lock back in. As with every update on the new era of Marshall women's basketball, 
basketball, the emphasis on team chemistry and communication is enormous. We've known we've had a problem talking. We've known we kind of get lazy and take plays off and don't keep the ball in front of us. So none of that was really a surprise. I, as a coach, you kind of hope they'll play harder on game day than they do in practice. They did not. <laughs> so we have probably worked on about 10 minutes of offense over the past three days, and everything else has been two hours of defense. With Coach Caldwell arriving from Glenville State earlier this year, she did not come alone. All-around weapon Brianna Campbell joined her coach in making the jump from Glenville to Huntington. This past Sunday was the first opportunity to see Campbell in the green and white. It was very fun. It was fast-paced, and I think all the practice and everything that we do on the court, you know, prior to games, it was just fun to bring that in front of fans and everything and get to play in this building. While Marshall put up 127 points against U-Pike, it also gave up 76 which garnered a collective concern among the team and exposed what the team needs to work on regarding the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, we definitely like have been drilling half-court defense and full-court just so we can really you know, put an emphasis on that and get that figured out before opening day. The regular season for Marshall women's basketball officially begins Thursday, November 9th when Marshall travels to George Mason. Tip-off is set for 7 p.m. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Thanks, Jonathan. While the regular season for Marshall women's basketball starts November 9th, the first home game inside the Cam Henderson Center is scheduled for November 20th against Point Park with tip-off at Huntington set for 6 p.m. The Marshall men's soccer team, ranked number four in the country, clinched the 2023 Sunbelt Conference regular season championship on Tuesday night. The team's 14th win set a program record regular season win total. With a 2-0 win over the South Carolina Gamecocks and a UCF loss to James Madison, the Herd sealed the title and first seed in next week's Sunbelt men's soccer tournament. Goalkeeper Gabrielle Perota brought his fifth brought his shutout total to 8.5 in the victory on Halloween. The graduate student made three of his four saves in the first half to keep the Gamecocks off the scoreboard and go into halftime with no score. Coming out of the break, Marshall earned a free kick in the 51st minute. Alex Sterngard stepped behind the ball. Stuttgart sends it, and in the back of the net, gonna go for the herd, and just like that, Marshall takes a 1-0 lead here, the 39 minutes remaining here in the second. 18 minutes later, Sterngard sent a corner kick, Brian Amaro headed the ball back into the 6-yard box, and fouled Alvaro Garcia-Pasquale, who tallied his 6th goal of the season. Sterngard sends it. And now it headed away by Okiyoshi as Okiyoshi gets it to Garcia Pasquale who puts it in the back of the net and just like that, Marshall takes a 2 to nothing lead off the leg of Garcia Pasquale. And that ball just went in about as slow as molasses there, but nonetheless Marshall finds the back of the net yet again to make it 2-0. Perota made his final save in the 87th minute to seal the shutout. The men's soccer team will remain in Huntington to take on ODU in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament on Sunday at 3 p.m. FM88 Sports' Kyle Spaulding has more from Coach Grassi ahead of the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. The fourth-ranked Marshall University men's soccer team finished its regular season as the Sunbelt Conference champions. The Herd finished the regular season with a record of 14-2 as well as a conference record of 7-2. After being the number one ranked team in the NCAA throughout most of the season, head coach Chris Grassy believes the depth of his squad played an important role in the Hurts' success and will also aid them in making a run for the national championship. I think our depth, our squad, we've got lots and lots of good players. If we lose one, two, three guys, we have three guys who are ready at the same level to step in and perform. Their togetherness and their understanding of that has been terrific. The men's soccer team received the first seed in the Sunbelt Conference playoffs and will play host to Old Dominion in the first round. 
As the herd prepares for the playoffs, sophomore forward Matthew Bell and sophomore defender Theo Godard believe that for the team to be successful, it needs to listen to its coaching staff and focus on winning one game at a time. We just need to trust our coaches. They are the best coaches I've ever been around and best in the country. That's been a problem with us. We haven't been doing what they told us. And I think if we trust them enough to carry out exactly what they're telling us, we'll beat any team. I think we just have to focus game by game, you know. We don't think too much too far. The Thundering Herd men's soccer team is set to face off against the Old Dominion University Monarchs on Sunday at 3 p.m. at Hoops Family Field. For FM88 Sports, I'm Kyle Spaulding. Thanks, Kyle. We're going to step aside for a quick break, and when we come back, we'll update you on more soccer, swimming and diving, and the rest of Marshall's Olympic sports. You're listening to Herd Roundup. In today's economy, it's just as common for companies to merge and go out of business as it is for workers to change jobs. As a result, retirement plans can be left behind, lost or forgotten about until it's time for workers to retire. Even in the best of circumstances, workers can have questions about or problems with their retirement plans but not know where to turn for help. That's where Pension Help America comes in. Found online at pensionhelp.org, Pension Help America connects Americans to resources that can help them find answers to questions about their retirement plans. By guiding you through a simple series of questions, Pension Help America will put you on the path to finding the help you need. Pension Help America is a website of the Pension Rights Center, a nonprofit consumer organization dedicated to protecting and promoting the retirement security of American workers, retirees, and their families. If you have a question about your retirement plan, visit pensionhelp.org. That's pensionhelp.org. A public service message from the Pension Rights Center. What I say, you already know, but you don't believe. You won't accept, you don't conceive. When you're inside your car, you feel safest of all. Are you safe? Are you? Two tons of sheet metal in your hands. Two tons don't run on autopilot. You have a mission. It's no collision. Hold the phone. Don't text. You're angling to be next. Oh, you've done it before. What's the harm? Just this once, there's no alarm. Got your hands on the wheel? No big deal. Brothers and sisters, you won't see it coming. You're off the road. Your life explodes. It's not worth it. Don't do it. You only think there's nothing to it. Put it down. Hang up. Pay attention to highway action. Behind the wheel, there is no such thing as a small distraction. Join the conversation at DecideToDrive.org, a public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, who would rather help keep your bones strong than put them back together. This is former Marshall football player and two-time Super Bowl champion, Alvin McClellan. You're listening to the worldwide leader in Marshall Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only show that recaps the week that was in Marshall Athletics. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Ben Westfall. The Marshall swimming and diving team have met a total of 10 times in program history, but its 11th meeting this Saturday will be its first as members of the Sunbelt Conference. FM88 Sports' John Bogus spoke with the Herd head coach, Ian Walsh, for more. 
The last time the Marshall Swimming and Diving team faced James Madison was this past season in Huntington, West Virginia. The two teams will meet again this Saturday in Harrisonburg, Virginia, this time as Sunbelt Conference rivals. Head coach Ian Walsh said that the opportunity to face James Madison before the Sunbelt Conference Championships is essential to learning the competition. They're probably going to be the one team that's going to really be vying for a championship title. They're the one that probably poses the biggest challenge, so I think it'll be a great barometer for us as where we are as a team. You know, I think it's going to be a great battle for our women, and we'll probably walk away learning quite a bit about their roster as well as ours. The last time the herd competed was October 7th, when the herd won first place at the West Virginia Games in Morgantown, West Virginia. The Dukes, however, competed this past weekend in Greenville, North Carolina against Eastern Carolina, losing 118.5 to 181.5. Walsh said following the West Virginia games that the team would focus on attention to detail and its race strategies before facing James Madison. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just kind of strategizing, looking at some video and what we did well at West Virginia games, but clean up those little things. This time of the year, we're on a really heavy training block, so those details will come, but that's something that we'll be really focusing on leaning into that meet. Heading into the match, Marshall will face the Sunbelt Swimmer of the Week, Madison Cottrell, and the Sunbelt Diver of the Week, Kate Vitolo. Marshall senior swimmer Esther Laban previously won the Sunbelt Swimmer of the Week award on October 12th. The two teams certainly have a lot of star power going into its first matchup as conference foes. For FM 88 Sports, I'm... Thanks, John. Following the competition of the meet, Marshall and James Mass will compete in the Sunbelt Conference Championships beginning on February 14th. Marshall University Director of Athletics Christian Spears announced on Monday that a national search will begin immediately for the position of head women's soccer coach. That search comes after former head coach Michael Swan was relieved of his duties on Monday after four seasons with the Herd. Swan's final season at the helm of the Herd saw the team go 7-9-1 and 2-8 and in Sunbelt Conference play. The team's seven wins were the most by the program since 2015. As Marshall moves forward, Spears said the focus is finding a candidate to take the Marshall women's soccer program to a championship level in the Sun Belt, while also building excitement at Hoops Family Field and within the community. Swan leaves Marshall with a combined overall record of 17-37-8, while going 5-27-4 in league play during his tenure. The number four Marshall men's soccer team swept the major 2023 Sun Belt Conference postseason awards. Matthew Bell earned Sun Belt Offensive and Player of the Year honors. Morris Dugan garnered Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Year, and Gabrielle Perota was named Sunbelt Goalkeeper of the Year, as announced by the league office on Friday. All three honorees also earned first-team All-Sunbelt Conference honors, with Tami Okiyoshi being named to the second team. Bell followed up a 2022 season where he was named Sunbelt Freshman of the Year with a stellar sophomore campaign. The Kingston, Jamaica native was named to the Mac Herman watch list and has 10 assists, third most in the nation, and eight goals for a Sunbelt Conference leading 26 points, 16th most in the country. Bell's eight goals sit third in the conference, including three game winners tied for the second in the Sunbelt Conference. Bell was the only two-time Sunbelt Conference Offensive Player of the Week award winner as he averaged 1.2 goal contributions per game with four multi-goal contribution efforts in 15 matches, including a hat-trick against Oakland on August 26th, and on a pair of three-assist match at Pitt on September 5th, and against Coastal Carolina on October 13th. On the defensive side, Dugan captained and anchored a defense that had the most shutouts, which was nine, allowed the fewest goals, 12, fewest shots on goal with 50, and had the best goal against average 
at .750 in the Sun Belt. The senior played 1,062 minutes on the back line, tallied a pair of goals with four shots on target during the season, with one at Georgia Southern on October 1st and one at then number 5 West Virginia on October 18th. The German defender also registered a pair of assists, with one each against High Point and Coastal Carolina. Proto was a stalwart in goal for Marshall during the 2023 season. After transferring to the herd from UNCW, the graduate student started all 16 of Marshall's games in goal, played all but six minutes, and led the Sunbelt Conference with 8.5 shutouts and 14 wins, setting a Marshall program re- record as an individual and a team record for regular season victories. Four of the Paraguayans shutouts came in the Sunbelt Conference play against then number three UCF on September 23rd, Georgia State on October tw- October 7th, excuse me, at Old Dominion on October 27th, and South Carolina on October 31st. Proto's .753 goals against average leads the Sunbelt Conference and sits in the top 20 nationally with his .755 save percentage, ranks fourth in the Sunbelt Conference. Okiyoshi, a captain of the 2023 squad, not only started all 16 matches for the Herd, but played the most minutes of any player on the field on the team at 1,314. The native of Kobe, Japan, tallied a goal and an assist with seven shots, including two on target. The midfielder's goal was a screamer from outside the 18-yard box and a win against then number 9 James Madison on its September 16th, with his assist coming in a win against Cleveland State on September 12th. And that will do it for this week's Herd Roundup. Tune in again next week as we recap all the news for the week that was in Marshall Athletics. For Ben Anderson, John Bogus, Kyle Spaulding, Jonathan Edwards, and the rest of the FM88 Sports team, I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Ben Westfall. Thanks for listening to another edition of Herd Roundup. Don't forget to check us out. Check out our entire broadcast schedule on our website at www.marshall.edu slash WMUL and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WMUL underscore sports for more on the Thundering Herd. Thanks for listening to Herd Roundup. Tune in again next week at 5.30 for the most complete coverage of Thundering Herd Athletics on 88.1 WMUL. You've been been listening to another sports presentation on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.